Hi there everyone, welcome to the weekly wrap. It is the week of the 19th of February 2018. We will examine the equity rally that's been going on over the last week or so. We will assess some of the risks, some of the fears that are out there in the markets currently. And we will also give you our opinion on emerging markets going forward too. Okay, markets have been on the front foot again with the volatility spike seen a couple of weeks ago now seemingly in the rear view mirror. The VIX has come down, equities in most markets have continued to rally, with cyclicals also returning to form, meaning losses after that recent correction have continued to be clawed back. So why have risk assets been so strong again? Well, as we noted in the recent weeks, Risky assets remain supported by a strong fundamental backdrop, marked by a buoyant global economy and surging earnings growth. Indeed, there looks to be further upside in consumption, with consumer confidence surveys continuing to move into cycle highs, both in Europe and the US. Moreover, this consumer confidence has stayed high despite the setback in the stock market providing further evidence that is unlikely to impact the real economy. Meanwhile, investment spending is on the up as well and could have much further to run, judging by the corporate confidence surveys. The result of this impressive economic backdrop is an even stronger earnings growth backdrop, which, as the Q4 earnings season is showing, is in a firm uptrend. 2018 should prove another double-digit year. Fundamentals, in other words, remain supportive in our view. But what about the risks? What could potentially derail this good fundamental picture? Some are growing concerned about inflation. But while there are some signs that inflation is beginning to bottom, we are still a way off from seeing something really dangerous for equities. The PCE index, the Fed's preferred measure, is still a considerable way below the central bank target. While some of the recent concerns around mounting wage pressures are also likely misplaced. In fact, what we should really have our eyes on is unit labour costs. As long as these do not rise considerably, the inflationary pressure from wages is likely to remain muted. And there are signs that productivity has finally been improving meaning unit labour costs remain subdued and therefore limit the inflationary impact from rising wages. Now, what about the Fed? Will it not get more aggressive? This is also unlikely in our view. Jerome Powell, the new Fed chair, will provide continuity. The gradual approach followed by Janet Yellen will most probably continue. There is no sense that the Fed intends on slamming the brakes on this economy anytime soon. There has even been talk of letting inflation run hot for a while. In any case, as we just noted, while it does appear that we have found a bottom in inflation, there's still plenty of upside room left before the Fed really needs to start getting hawkish. Essentially then, risks remain contained for the time being, in our view, meaning this renewed rally should remain supported as well. Finally, with some calm returning to equities, let's take this opportunity to provide an update on emerging markets and how their prospects look 
after that volatility spike a couple of weeks ago. In our view, the outlook still looks promising, especially for Far Eastern stocks. And we have three reasons. For one, the global economic backdrop remains very firm, as we just saw. And this, in turn, is particularly good for emerging markets, as companies here tend to have high operating leverage, meaning growth on the top line is magnified on the bottom line, and earnings grow faster than elsewhere in the global economy. Moreover, in connection, a lot of emerging markets rely to a large extent on exports, think South Korea, for example, meaning a strong external demand environment is just what these economies need. Secondly, the Chinese economy remains on firm footing too, and given its size, this is crucial for emerging markets. Looking at the most recent activity data, it is holding up, not signaling a deeper slowdown, as some had feared. While Beijing is aiming to reduce some systemic risk in the financial system by deleveraging, actions taken so far have not had a significant impact on the real economy. Furthermore, some aspects of the reform agenda have actually been positive for growth. The move to cut excess capacity in the industrial sector has supported producer prices and thus profits, leading to higher wages as well and further consumption. Overall then, China remains on solid ground for now, supporting emerging markets and the commodity complex in general. The third reason is that the US dollar remains on a weakening trend. Emerging markets find it hard to perform when the dollar is strengthening as investors grow fearful of governments and companies' ability to service their foreign debt. This is what is referred to as a tightening of financial conditions for emerging markets. But it looks unlikely that we will see a tightening via a stronger dollar, which has been unable to rally despite inflation and rates beginning to move up. Meaning overall, without a strong dollar, emerging markets should be supported from this side as well. In sum, our overweight in emerging markets remains in place, but we would note that not all emerging markets are made equal. We have a preference for Far Eastern equities. Eastern Europe, for example, looks decidedly less attractive, plagued by a whole host of geopolitical risks, both in Turkey and Russia. But that's it from me. Have a fantastic week ahead. Please go to nodiaprivatebanking.com slash podcast dash disclaimer to read a legal disclaimer applicable to this podcast. Mm-hmm.